0: NFL, college football is in session. Basketball is around the corner, whether it's NBA or college. And, of course, the regular season for MLB is concluding. And we've got the playoffs coming up. So, what better place to bet than my bookie. They've been in business for years. And they got a mobile site so you can bet on the go. And if you miss a game, you know, miss the betting window, you can place a live bet. And you can even bet on fancy points. And also, they have a first deposit bonus. You put 100 in, you get 100 back. Use the PrimaCord armchair. Check it out, you guys. Make some money. You bet, you win, you get paid. All right, guys. It's Vlad Harris from another Panther Rants podcast. Happy Thursday to you guys. We got the pick game coming up. It's not until Saturday, a.m., obviously. And of course, it's a twelve thirty kickoff, so you get to um, you know tailgate in the morning, you know get some breakfast, kegs and eggs as they call it. So you got that going for you, and hopefully, if anything, Pitt takes his team out early, and maybe you can get out earlier. You know, have have the rest of your day, and be in total harmony. And looking back to some of the, um, you know, some of the events that have happened to, from Saturday until Thursday or from the last podcast until now, Pitt released a t-shirt commemor- commemorating the Pitt special. And obviously this t-shirt drew some, um, you know, some criticism. It pissed some people off. Obviously, Central Florida got pissed off at some of their fans. And personally, I understand. But if I'm a Central Florida fan, I'm taking this as a compliment. I mean, a team from a P5 conference prints out a t-shirt commemorating their victory over you. Let's actually you know, understand, because you know, we're a P5 team, we shouldn't do that. But if I'm a Central Florida fan, I'm actually liking this. Because a P5 team is celebrating their victory over us. Because let's look at Central Florida right now. Currently, they're the best program in the state of Florida. Nobody else can really touch them right now. You know, Miami is kind of a mess. Florida just hasn't gotten hasn't gotten it together ever since Urban Meyer left. But of course, Urban left them burning in flames when he actually Urban put gasoline in the into the house and then he uh, just lit a cigarette and flicked the butt and just walked you know walked out and said, ah, I'm out of here. Florida State, well, you know, things, you know, Jimbo left, went to AM, and there's talk as to why he left. From what I was told, he was going through a divorce and he needed to go somewhere and some, get a fresh start and, of course, make plenty of money. So, AM being how they were, if you remember when Jackie Sherrill left Pitt, you know, they. I think they put him on a private plane and gave him a whole bunch of money, and that's pretty much what they did with Jimbo Fisher. Although the Jimbo Fisher at a um, And M hasn't really taken off, mainly because they're not winning. He's not winning as they as they like him to. I mean, they just got beat by Auburn at home not too long ago. But, yeah, Central Florida is, you know, the best program in Florida right now. And, yeah, nobody can touch them. And the only time you're really ever going to hear about the other power programs is, is if, which coaches are going to fire or who they're hiring. That's it. That's kind of odd, isn't it? Three power pro, I mean, so many programs in Florida. And your best program is a team that plays in the AEC. And yeah, I mean, I I, I ragged on um, Central Florida the other day because I called them Happy Gilmore, where they're really good at some things, but really bad. You know, but for whatever reason, they just can't get you know they can't get on the hockey team. But they beat the crap of us the year before, and we got a revenge. And and personally, yeah, as far as the t shirt goes, I. Don't think that this was really necessary to do, but I understand why the university did it. You know, it was a big win, and what you what do you do? You capitalize off it. You make T-shirts because that's all I ever talked about on Twitter was the Pitt special. And, and yeah, I know it's actually a Philly special because Philly was the first to do it. True, but you know. Pitt, you know, did their own version of it. And this was a tougher one because actually, he, you know, Matthews made a really nice throw and got it to pick it. Whereas, I think um, Nick Foles was wide open on his, pretty much. New England was was just foiled because they weren't expecting what they were going to expect. And, of course, there's other fan bases that are upset. I'm sure, you know, Penn State obviously... I guess, decide to put their two cents in. and I mean, in Pitt's case, they didn't, beat, they didn't just beat the AEC team. They beat the, the back-to-back New York Times national champions. Because, you know, Penn State had that 1994 New York Times national champions banner in their stadium. I'm, I'm not sure if they still do or not. I, haven't, I don't know if they still do, but, you know... Piss not the first school to celebrate a win by printing a T-shirt or having pins. other schools do it. Even Penn State's done it. So you you capitalize all you can. Because if Pitt, as one person pointed out to me, if Pitt didn't do this whole T-shirt thing, then somebody else would have done it and made their money off it. But in case of Penn State, yeah, they... I mean, yeah, they do have an argument with their 1994 season. I mean, they went undefeated and they ended up in the Rose Bowl instead of playing, I guess, one, you know, one of the top teams in the Orange Bowl. And that was odd, you know, for me growing up. I remember, and I remember talking to um, you know, my dad about this. And I'm like, hey, Penn State's like the number two team in the nation. Why aren't they playing the number one team? And my dad you know, mentioned, well, it's because they're you know the Big Ten is tied to the Rose Bowl, and they have to play in the Rose Bowl no matter what, which is what you know you know actually that whole arrangement I remember pissed off a whole bunch of Penn State fans because they felt that sh- they should be playing the number one team. Instead, they played Oregon, and they finished ranked number two for the season. And I believe you know the other one, the Rose the Orange Bowl was you know Miami, Nebraska, and. You know, that was pretty much the end of that. And, of course, Penn State didn't get a share of the title. They, you know, just got the runner. You know, they were the runner-up. But I think if Penn State was probably either Michigan or Ohio State, I think they would have got a share of the national title. Because, you know, both those two schools had more pull, have always had more pull in college football than Penn State. It's not saying that Penn State doesn't, but... I mean, they have a big fan base, big alumni base, a lot of money. It's just that at that time, in terms of politics, higher state in Michigan had more pull with that. And I don't, you know, to a certain degree, I don't think, you know, Paterno was really heavily into that because of where, you know, where he came from, Eastern football. And of course, Eastern football was. Kind of dying at that point, and really it wasn't taken seriously at all you know, anymore. But, anyways, guys, speaking of Penn State, um, just some feedback from you know, I got some more feedback from the Pitt Penn State game. And, and I'll tell you what, but you know, a lot of the Penn State fans I talk to that I, on a daily basis, they're buddies of mine, they really enjoyed the game, and they do think the Pitt and Penn State may face off in a bowl game one day. And I think, you know, they saw what how good this you know this rubber could be, but you know, Pitts gotta continue on with what they're doing. And maybe they will be in a bowl game, and who knows, maybe they will, you know, work things out and play the series. You you never know. You know, I, I you know, the other day on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, one of my followers happens to be a Penn State fan and listens to my podcast. You know, I was pretty cool. I thought, you know, I had no problems with that at all. I thought it was cool that you know, another fan from another fan base likes my podcast. You know, we can we have we, we all have different allegiances and yeah, I mean there's some stuff we can agree on. You know, you may say Penn State's better, I may say Pitt's better. We may not agree with that stuff, but we can agree on, you know, good food, what, what's you know, what's good, you know, beer, alcohol. What's a good movie? Well, there are things we can agree on. We just, you know, we're not going to obviously convince one or the other. But, you know, I think it's cool. I mean, like I said, we all have Penn State friends. We work in the offices with them. We may go to cookouts with them. We may do a whole bunch of stuff, you know. I think now that, like I said, my, when I was talking to Tommy Butler on Summer Mountain Nittany, you know, I think the robbery is more of a fun thing now, where it's not so much of a personal thing now anymore. I mean, you'll have a few minor people that it's personal, but really, it's more fun. So we got Pitt Delaware coming up. As I said, twelve thirty kickoff. Delaware's three and one. They're averaging they're averaging thirty one points a game, but they're giving up thirty points a game. They're giving up um, rushing wise. They're giving up one hundred forty eight. You know, actually, they're averaging. They're averaging 150 yards on the ground but their defense is allowing 100, 187 yards on the ground. And they haven't really, you know, the team that they played on their schedule the only major team is North Dakota State and of course the Bison beat everybody. But yeah, but they're allowing 187 yards on the ground and they're allowing almost they're allowing 262 yards on the, in the air. So couple of things I mean for one thing my expectations my expectations for this game is is for pit starters to be out before the first half at least by the first half is over I don't you know I, I would hope not to see them you know playing a second half where they're struggling you know I like to see more emphasis on the running game and I think if you're going to work on the running game and the run blocking this will be the perfect game to do that. And I think really that's what they need to do is they need to they need to focus on the running game and get that going because as Matt Zemeck and I pointed out was we were on the podcast I you know I went off his gulf my pylon pylon Matt's a pretty good resource for college football he's been writing about it for years covering it check him out he's a at, he's at, he's at Matt Zemek. Z-E-M-E-K-A-K. Z-E-M-E-K. Check him out. But like Matt mentioned, he's worried about Kenny's durability because Kenny, you know, he's been taking a lot of hits. And what does Pitt do, need to do? Do they need to, um, you know, for one thing, they need to fine-tune the running game if they can do that. If not, more quick passes. Excuse me. Oh, man. more Maybe more quick passes they Basically, to, they need to get their running backs involved. They need to get the, you know, as much heat off a of pick as possible. And of course, he's going to scramble at the times as well and make, and make plays. But, yeah, well, I mean, that's one thing we have to worry about is his durability. Because can Nick Patty come in and step in if he gets hurt? I don't know. It's hard to say. I know he threw a touchdown pass, but the guy was open for Lord knows how long. and I mean, he sat there like a duck. I mean, luckily we got the ball one. So, this game, I, expect, I my expectation is for it to be over early, the Stars off the field early, and more emphasis on the running game. And I think if you're going to do it, do it here. Should, let the running backs audition for this for whatever job. If they want to be the starter, if they want to be the guy, this is the game to do it. So, hey, you know what? We're playing a really crappy team. If you want to show me if you're any good, that you can be the, the running back that takes the, takes the carries, this is it right here. And for you linemen, if you um, your run blocking has been, been shitty, show us you can run block. So, like I said, this game really should be just one of those things where you have to fine-tune things. You figure out your issues and you work them out here, and hopefully, rest of smooth sailing. Now, going the pit hoops, uh, Noah C- Pitt landed a um, a new recruit. Uh, he landed; they landed Noah Collier. He's a uh, power forward out of Westchester, PA. He's a four star recruit you know, I really didn't know who, who in, the, in this article I'm, I'm uh, picking up from is from Mike Wilson. He does the – you know, he writes for Cardiac Hill. Check those guys out as well. And I know you, if you haven't already, I'm sure you have. I know you know Mike does some pretty good stuff. But um, Pig grabbed a kid from Eastern PA, which I don't know if they've done that in you know, some time. I know Dixon was landing kids out of Philly. Then for some reason that Philly pipeline drew you know dried up for whatever reason, but you know pick out a power forward and you know, six seven two hundred, and he's a four star player and he's you know he's obviously got some um, you know as far as recruiting rankings he's doing pretty well in that and he's had a whole he had a bunch of offers, I mean plenty of ACC offers, some Big East. It's a Big Ten, so he's obviously pretty good, and that's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, obviously recruiting is picking up, and hey, that's good. Maybe he was at the pick game, and he loved what he saw. Maybe he loved the colors of the of the uniforms. Who knows? Maybe he loved volleyball. That's great. I mean, I'm glad we laid another big, because obviously that's what we need. Now as we look at the rest of the games for this weekend we obviously got a bunch of them here. Friday, Penn State and Maryland. Penn State playing on a Friday? I think they've I mean, I won't won't rag on too much for this because I think they played on a Friday before but I remember that you know, back in the day we used to get ragged on when we we were were in the Big East for playing on Fridays because you know, Fridays are for high schools. But in terms of TV money and whatnot, things change. So Penn State's playing Maryland on a Friday night, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Obviously, this is a big game. Right now, Penn State is a minus 6.5 over Maryland, over and under 61.5. Maryland you know, came off a loss against uh, Temple. Penn State you know, had the week off after being pit, so they got the rest up. This will be, this obviously may be a tough one. Uh, I think, you know, back what happened last week, Maryland's going to come, you know, you know, may have seen what Pitt they did against them, and they may take that blueprint and go after Sean Clifford this time, and that may just happen. So, six and a half, but um, to be honest with you, Maryland throttled um, Syracuse, and Syracuse just wasn't good. And they lost to Temple, and I'm not sure, you know, I mean, there's Temple's not bad, but there's, you know, they're not Central Florida either. So, I don't know. I think I like, I like Penn State in this one. I think Penn State wins and they cover. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. I mean, conference play, obviously. So, I'm reading these games where conference play is obviously heating up. Oklahoma should th- should win this one. They're a twenty seven half point favorite, but I don't, you know, I am not sure about Texas Tech. You know, they did defeat Arizona, I guess Arizona State the other week. Um, it's a twenty seven half point. There are a twenty seven half point dogs in this one. I think they may cover it. They may cover that. I think it's a bit too generous. I am really surprised by Oklahoma so far, and I think we're going to learn more about them as you know things progress. But they have a good chance to uh, be one of the teams in the college football playoff. I had them in the outside looking in. But, you know, obviously Clemson and Bama are your obvious picks. Ohio State is going to be an obvious one. Oklahoma may, may be that final team. It just depends on how the rest of the Big 12 goes. Either that, we may see two SEC teams again, and we may just see Georgia again. Look at the rest of them. Rutgers and Michigan. No lie on this right now, but I think Michigan will win. will, will probably pull this one off. Rutgers just isn't good. You know, Jim Harbaugh is getting a lot of flack over the army over the army win, and of course, he went to Wisconsin and got throttled. I'm not sure what's wrong with Michigan. I'm not even sure if it's Jim Harbaugh. You gotta look at what, what's happened with Michigan since Lloyd Carr retired. They brought in Rich Rodriguez, who pretty much took the whole whatever Lloyd Carr did, he changed everything to his system where he had more up tempo, spread offense. And towards the end it seemed like things were working out for Rodriguez. They were scoring a lot of points on offense. The problem is, is they, couldn't, they couldn't stop anybody on defense. So a lot of the games were shootouts. And if they, and if they happened to run a team that actually knew a lick of defense, well, they were going to have a bad time. So it didn't work out. They bring in uh, Brady Hoke. He has some success briefly. I think they went to a BCS bowl game on one. But that was about it for that. As far as Hart, I mean, now they brought in Hartball, and just, I think it's really just a big mess right now. And I think it's going to take a lot more time to clean this up. But I think one thing that Michigan's really lacking, and they've got some fine players, but what they need is a player that has the it factor. Especially on offense, they don't have it yet. And I'm sure Shea Patterson's a nice guy. But... They got to have some guys on their especially on offense, that have, that have it. And that's the thing. When you look at Ohio State, they'll have at least two or three guys on offense, especially skill wise, that have it. You know, they'll have, a, you, know, you know, whether it's Cardell Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Braxton Miller, and the list goes on. They always have talented players that have it. And that's what Michigan needs. They need to have at least one or two guys that have it. Especially a quarterback. Someone where it doesn't matter how how things are stacked against them, they're going to freaking ball out. And they just don't have it. Man, look at the rest of these games. Virginia and Notre Dame. Notre Dame is 12.5-point favorites in this one. The overrun is is 40.5. Um... Virginia's undefeated, obviously, but they've the last two games they've played haven't been great. Old Dominion was leading at halftime last week, and they pulled that one out. I mean, they woke up and pulled it out. Notre Dame comes off a this you know, a loss at Georgia, where they lost by six points. I don't see Virginia winning this game. I think Notre Dame's going to take care of them pretty easily. Virginia could beat the point spread, but it's gonna it's going depend on their defense. But I just don't know. Their um their offense just hasn't been. Especially last week wasn't all that all that great. And their dame obviously, well, you know, they lost twenty three seventeen to Georgia and it's at Georgia and it's an SEC team. I don't know. I think I like... Obviously, I like Notre Dame this one. I think they win it. And I'm going to say they're going to cover that 12.5 as well. USC and Washington. That's a 2.30 game. Well, 3.30 if you're Eastern. Pacific, You're not, that's another story. But two ranked teams. And, you know, Washington seems to have been writing themselves... And so you know they're ten and a half you know huskies are ten and a half point favorites i what, i think huskies win this one, but um as far as the money line goes i think they'll win as far as the money line goes as far as they make i think they may they may they may cover a spread 'cause i mean um it's at washington, and I'm not sure if u s c will be able to um with their quarterback will be able to um make much noise. And go through the rest of these games, Central Florida is a 43.5-point favorite over UConn. And, I don't know, I think I think Central Florida will cover that one easily, don't you think? I mean, I, UConn is on the verge of going to probably 1AA because they're just not good anymore. Well, I mean, they, they were somewhat all right in the Big East, but I just don't, you know. Yeah, that's a mess. But that um, as far as the you know prime time goes, you got a higher state in Nebraska and, and you know that's an intriguing matchup because Higher State's fifth rank going against Scott Frost in Nebraska. If they can if they can somehow do something in terms of um, if they can do something in terms of containing Justin Fields, they have a chance, but I don't know, it's Nebraska. They haven't been good in Lord knows how long. Then uh we have the then we have the back twelve After Dark. Which is really not it's a nine o'clock game, so it's not technically after dark, but we have Washington State and Utah and you know Washington State you know had a beautiful parlay and and yeah, they somehow forgot to play defense, so. Utah's a five and a half point favorite, but yeah, I think Utah covers that one. I think they're gonna, you know, Utah's a it's at Utah and they're a tough team, and they're just, they're just gonna you know smack the hell out of them. But anyways, guys, this is it for the top twenty five games, and I'm about, I was about to leave, but I forgot to do the rest of the ACC. Forgive me, guys. Duke of Virginia Tech. This is a tough one. Uh. I gotta go with Duke. I'm gonna go with the team that I think that will that will play defense because Virginia Tech obviously is gonna have a long season, and I guess until until Bud Foster's gone, things aren't gonna get better. And I think that's and I think really that's what they need to do with Justin Fuente is they need to get him a, a new corn a defensive corner and take it from there. But the over under is fifty three and that may go over. Holy cross and Syracuse I like this game. I think Bayheim is going to come out and take oh, oh, wait. Oh, wait. This is football, not basketball. Oh, Syracuse should win this one. It's Holy Cross. Clemson, North Carolina. Two weeks ago, this game look, would have been this, a sexy-looking game, but North Carolina has dropped their last two, and, and of course, you know, they one of them was against Appalachian State, which is a team you can't really play around with, and but yeah, Clemson will probably win this one, no problem there. Georgia Tech and Temple, Temple nine point favorites, and I go with Temple in this one. Tech is just in for a long season. Wake and BC, Boston College was looking good early, but I go with Wake in this one. They're they're look they're on a roll and they're ferocious right now. They're 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 the old Wake Forest team as we used to remember them where it was you a know, small team, small school, but they would come out and fight you. NC State Florida State, yeah, I think FSU goes to two and three. I think NC State will take care of them. So there you go, my top 25 ACC games for the weekend. Pitt, Delaware, and whatnot. All right, guys, well, you guys enjoy your weekend. I'll see you again. Hail to Pitt.